You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. A lot of times we talk about, you know, why stuff happens in one city versus another city. And a lot of times I think people tune into the Seattle Real Estate Podcast because we've got a lot of stuff going on in Seattle that you're not going to find in your hometown because your elected officials have handled things differently. It's one of the things we're talking about today. I live in Bellevue. I run the Seattle Real Estate Podcast because Seattle is kind of the mothership to this whole area. Bellevue is a suburb, but the way that Seattle and Bellevue handle things is wildly different. And that's why I live in Bellevue, not Seattle. One of the things we're going to talk about today is why there are no homeless camps in Bellevue parks. And yet Seattle, you go to Seattle parks, oof, not a good look. Like those taxpayers in those areas cannot use those parks. Did a video um, that should be released here any day on um, Miller Park. And that's where all the homeless encampments went to after CHOP, after the sweep and CHOP, because it just got so bad. It's a safety issue. You got a lot of people doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And they got swept out of Cal Anderson Park and CHOP, and they moved to Miller Park. We got a video on that. And that's the, the main basis of this story is how come Bellevue doesn't have anything? Maybe your hometown handles things, things the same way. Maybe you live in San Francisco. Maybe you live in Portland and you're like, Oh, yeah, they handle it just like Seattle. We just let people we literally pitch a tent wherever they want until, you know, enough 911 calls come through or some kind of major event happens. And, uh, yeah, we got to wrap up this one. Um, give the three day notice, go through, start letting people in the tent encampments know you guys got to clear out. So that happens on the regular. All we're doing is literally chasing our tail because then they move to another encampment and, you know, nothing really gets solved. So why does Bellevue not have any homeless encampments? What's the deal there? Just a few miles away. Same general location. Yeah, we've got no homeless encampments. That's what we're going to talk about today. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies, but I read the news that you want to hear as a reasonable person. All right, let's get into it. This is a Mine Northwest article from Cairo. Um, there are homeless individuals in Bellevue, just like most other cities, but you won't find tents or encampments in public parks, on ball fields, or on sidewalks. That's a direct slam on Seattle because tents can be found in public parks. They are found on ball fields and on sidewalks. The ball field that I investigated, which is the main photo of this uh, post, Miller Playfield, there's probably 50 tents surrounding the perimeter of this park, 50 tents. And what the, the major issue is, it's adjacent to a middle school. And middle schools are going back in Seattle, I think this coming Monday, I think they've had spring break. They're going back to school, and it's not good to have little Johnny and Susie walking past 40, 50 tents, because who knows what's going on in those tents. And the story that I did, um, the video I did, is basically, these are a lot of young people who are gaming the system, that are living in these tent encampments. They just don't want to get a job. They want to do their own thing. Got all kinds of stuff going on in there that you and I wouldn't be involved in. But city officials... They just kind of let it go. Uh, we don't want to really deal with that. We just want to let them kind of do their own thing. But here, here's some free clean needles. You can have a lot of those. Here's all the services you need. We'll help you try and get into treatment or whatever, but you don't really want that. So 
So we just got a lot of tent encampments in Seattle. And why why aren't they on the public parks or their ball fields or on the sidewalks? That's because Bellevue police remove homeless campers from public spaces. They say they first tried to find alternate housing for them. So they find alternate housing and then they move them out. How hard is that? Ah, uh, it's not compassionate, John. No, it is compassionate because keep reading here. Uh, we work our way through the process. We do the educational side first. All right. Education first. Here, here's your options. Offer the resources. Here's what you can do. But in the end, many cases, it would come to something where we would then take enforcement action. Three-step process. Not that hard. Not that hard, Seattle. Why can't you do that? Portland. Why can't you do that? San Francisco. Why can't you do that? Well, the answers are pretty complex, but the bottom line is, in many of these areas, you've defunded the police, and as a practical matter, that's not going to happen, right? You don't have enough police to support your citizens anyway. Clearing out homeless encampments, and in you know Seattle, we basically took out the team that used to do that, just defunded them. Now we're living with the consequences. So it's kind of like, what did you expect? What did you think would happen? All right, so let's keep going here. Um, and that that last comment was from Bellevue Police Department Major Andrew Papachok. He told Cairo Radio that. Papachok emphasized that it's a compassionate approach. The police department works closely with non-governmental agencies to find other places to house homeless individuals. They're getting them housing and offer campers any available services. So, hey, we can direct you to this housing. You can go there. Here are the services you need. If you need some medical, if you need some mental health, if you need food, whatever, whatever it is, they're going to help you try and find that. But a lot of these folks living on the streets, they don't want help. They just want to continue their lifestyle. And so they're not going to take it. We saw that when um, we had the hotel incident down in Fife of the 40 campers that had been moved into the hotel by a homeless um advocacy group. It was basically a bunch of people wearing black, right? Um, when those 40 people finally had to move out of the hotel, they had hijacked for like a week. Guess how many out of the 40 accepted like housing? Like three or four. And one, one of the, the, the lines that I read was from one of the uh, the people offering them uh, housing was, yeah, that that's an alarming fact. That's that's alarming. None of them really wanted to go into housing. They'd rather sleep outside in their tent in an encampment because Seattle allows it, because Portland allows it, because San Francisco allows it, because Venice Beach allows it. Bellevue doesn't allow it. Doesn't happen. Streets look better here. End of story. Full stop. <laughs> These are pretty basic things, right? I mean, there's not a lot there's not a lot to argue here, right? Other than if you want to argue, well, it's not what you're doing isn't compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. No, Le leaving people in the park shooting up until they die, and having little Johnny and Susie watch that process happen over a long time period. That's not compassionate either. No. Um, and if they accept, if they accept the offer of services and housing, the Bellevue Police Department is willing to assist them in their move, they will move them. Hey, what? I mean, you get a police escort to your next location. That's not a bad thing, right? You want to put a roof over your head and you got a cop offering to take you there or however they get you there. 
That's pretty basic stuff. You can't ask for much more than that. If the homeless campers refuse services or alternate housing, only then will officers force them to leave. Hey, you can't stay here. It's not legal to live in the park. But in Seattle, ah, you know, if you've got a, you know, five by five spot for your tent and you put it down, we're okay with that. Just plop it down anywhere you want. Maybe we'll bring in a porta potty. Maybe we won't. Back to the Bellevue, Bellevue uh, police. We make sure that we work with our partners. If there's a bed available, making sure that they have a place to go that is an alternate location before we do any sort of action that would then remove that person from the public property. This is straightforward stuff. If there's an alternate or a location that person can stay, then that person is not allowed to then camp on the public property because they have another option, which they're not taking most of the time. And then, all right, we need you to move along. You got to move along. You can't stay here. You're out of here. Um, I mean, this is not, this is not rocket science by any means, is it? It's, it comes down to politics what we're willing to accept, what our officials are willing to accept, what we as citizens are willing to accept. The citizens in Seattle, especially here with this Miller Park deal, um, they are basically saying, yeah, we're not tolerant of this. And there's so many other issues. It's not like these are innocent, homeless people living on the streets in Miller Park. That's not the deal there. You might think it is, but why don't you go check out a homeless encampment and you tell me what goes on there? Yeah, you don't want that next to a middle school, for sure. I mean, just go walk around there for like an hour and see what you think. See what observations you have. And I think you'll come to the same conclusion. Better yet, why don't you walk around there during early evening? Just see how that goes. Just take a wanderer around. Don't take any weapons with you. Don't take any you know, anything uh, protection. Just wander around and see how comfortable you feel. Because guaranteed, you're going to be eyed up and down. And, you know, people are going to scope you out. What are you doing? What's that person got to steal? Because they aren't from here. They've already ravaged everybody in their circle. That happens on the, the regular. You got 911 call after 911 call of, you know, theft, assault, you name it, in the homeless encampments. And that's why they end up sweeping them out. Because they've you know, in this deal in particular, you got kids going back to school and you got these, the homeless tents literally lining the perimeter of the field, not the one side that abuts the school, but the, the southern side, the eastern side and the western side, the eastern side of Miller Park is, um, it was rough. There was some folks in there that when I looked at them, I was like, yeah. You're either a convicted criminal or you got something going on kind of look. You know what I mean? Just that kind of that hardcore look. You could tell me that uh, it's years and years and years on the streets, but these people were not old. They're pretty young. We talk about it in the video. So, yeah. So, so the basic issue here is that police in Bellevue, they follow the protocol and they follow the law and they do it, they're given the right to do that. In Seattle, police aren't able to do that. You've just got so much politics going on where they feel it's more compassionate to let people shoot up on the sidewalk and live in their tents there and let them die out there than to, you know, try and get them some help. Now they do, you know, there are services that try and get them some help. But guess what, most of that isn't working because a lot of these folks, they don't want to go to services. Everybody that's 
kind of, you know, involved with the whole homelessness thing. It's not that hard to figure out. It's pretty basic. There are some people that are that really need help. And there's a lot of services out there to get them help, especially right now, there's a lot of federal money sloshing around that federal money isn't going to be there forever. You know, that's what's paying for all the hotels to basically be converted into to housing for the unhoused. Um, but that money isn't in, isn't there forever. So it's a temporary stopgap. And, um, you know, we got to come up with some long term solutions, because this stuff isn't going well. And people in these neighborhoods and people in these parks, they are getting upset and rightfully so. You just, you shouldn't have the, the two things go side and side, uh, homeless encampments right alongside a school. That to me is, that's a major no go, but I've talked about that for, um, for, for quite a while. So, um, Tomorrow, we are supposed to have the camp that we're talking about here that is supposed to be swept out at uh, tomorrow. Today is a Thursday. Tomorrow is a Friday. And so what will happen is they will, they, they've been uh, doing posts since I think it was Wednesday. They give three days notice, they go through, they talk to each of the campers, they go through multiple times, hey, do you, you know, what kind of help do you need? What kind of services do you need? They offer them housing. You know, they got to go through a referral program. All right, you can get referred by, you know, this, this, and this person. We've got a bed for you here, that kind of thing. But a lot of times they don't want to take it because they can't do what they're doing in the encampment in the shelter that's provided for them. It's just, it's a no-go. You got to live by rules there. And a lot of these folks are living a lifestyle that it does, it is not conducive to living in a shelter where you've got rules, you got to be there certain hours. You got to uh, abide by rules for the greater benefit for everybody. Otherwise, it ends up being a lawless society, which is basically what a tent, uh, uh, homeless and you know encampment is. And that's why you've got so many nine one one calls. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's just people want to think about the homeless encampments as people, just really you know older people that are really down on their luck that have fallen through the cracks. And granted, there are some of those, but there are also resources for those people who want to get their life back together. It's just a lot of the folks in the homeless encampments, they don't want to take advantage of those resources. And we see it time and time and time again. And the homeless, you know, they'll say, well, it's too restrictive, I can't have all my stuff. And there's probably some merit to that. But if you really want to get off the streets, you're going to do whatever it takes to try and make that work. And I mean, from what I've heard, and from what I've read, it is it's a tough, tough go coming back. I mean, that's brutal. You've gone from living in a street in public park, to trying to integrate back to a job to society, maybe getting clean, all that stuff that kind of takes you from being fringe of society to more mainstream. Those are not easy processes to go through. And that's why I think you see so many people just move from encampment to encampment. And if the citizens in that area are okay with it, then that's what you've got going on. Literally, the Miller Park we're talking about here in this this post, um, you had a whole tennis court and pickleball court filled with people. Tennis ball, co- tennis court and the pickleball court was slightly upgrade. It was uphill just a little bit, but like a couple of flights of stairs kind of thing. And it's in a park. It's kind of overlooking the play field. It was, there was just a ton of people playing pickleball 
I mean, like four, you can see it in my video, there's four, six courts, something like that. I mean, it's a lot of courts, and they were all filled, and people were just going for it. So, you know, they're doing their thing, and literally feet away, people are living in tents, doing their thing as well. I, I observed um, two... I observed three people that clearly had out of the 50 tents, I was there like six o'clock in the afternoon. I observed three people that clearly had mental issues, they, they needed help, they needed to not be in a tent encampment. One person, one gal was very young, I would say 2021. 20, and she would just start screaming out loud, not to anybody in particular, just absolutely screaming at the top of her lungs. And she was, you know, she was dressed fairly normally. It's not like she'd been on the streets forever, but she was in that encamp. And another young man who's, I would say, 25 or 26. But he, if you looked at him at first glance, you'd say he's 40, but he wasn't. He'd clearly been in the encampment. And he had something where, you know, he was focused on eating out of his can of cold food. And, you know, you just, as a parent, you just feel terrible for these kids. Um, and then another gal had her stuff strewn all over the sidewalk. And she was talking to somebody who wasn't there. She was carrying on a full blown conversation, sitting down, you know, almost uh, in bounds on the soccer field where her tent is pitched. Um, she's just she's I think she's in the video too. And she's just talking to somebody who's not there. Those are not good places for people who are not fully processing what's going on, they get taken advantage of, you know, more than anybody, because they don't have the resources to go to the police and say, Hey, this happened to me, especially the females, they just get their world rocked, you know, hear about that all the time. And people don't, they don't report these crimes, you always hear rumors of these crimes. And it's because half the time the guys committing them, they've got there's something they've got a warrant or there's some reason. And so, you know, word gets out, hey, if you tell on me, I'm going to kill you. That's, that's kind of law of the jungle, right? And um, horrible scenario for these people to be involved in. But you always hear of these stories. Uh, and you're like, well, why didn't somebody go to the police? Because they fear for their own safety, because they're living in a tent encampment. And this goes on on the regular, and it's just part of life. So if you feel like that's a compassionate way to let your fellow human being live, then, you know, don't oppose the, the tent encampments. Just say, yep, we're going to let her rip and keep it going. But here in Bellevue, you know, we've got laws and we've got rules. We live in a society that we abide by. And our police have the, they have the two thumbs up. They have the green light to do what they need to do to keep both the homeless, you know, get them the help that they need. And then also provide for citizens the ability for us to use our parks the way they should be. But the Chop Park, um, Chop Park looks great. Cal Anderson Park looks great. City of Seattle did a great job in that one. So there is light at the end of the tunnel on these things. Um, but long term solutions, like a city like Seattle, you got to come up with some stuff because uh, your citizens, they're getting they're getting pretty worked up. 
that uh, summer's coming, spring's coming, and people want to go outside because there's that big yellow orb in the sky, and um, which we don't see very often. Today is one of those days here in Seattle. And I'm going to go out on the water with the sea dews and um, see what's going on because it's supposed to be almost like 70 degrees. Shocking in Seattle. It might even be over 70 degrees, which doesn't happen here very often. And when it does, oh, it's glorious. It's glorious. All right, that's it for me on this one. Um, but yeah, the basic mechanics of why there's no homeless camps in Bellevue Public Parks, pretty simple. I mean, just a couple of criteria. And then what you have to actually do is have some action. 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 Do something. Stop with the reimagining and rethinking. Do something. That means that if somebody doesn't take housing or they don't take services, they refuse. And if they have that option to take that, then the option gets made for them. The decision gets made for them. And that's what the police are there to do. We didn't defund the police here in Bellevue. Seattle, you did. Which city looks better? To me, it's pretty clear. It's pretty obvious. But I'm very biased towards Bellevue. It's my hometown. So there you go. All right, that's it for me on this one. I hope you guys have a good one out there. Stay safe. And I will see you on the next podcast. Until then. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.